Hi, this is Amanda Dolan. Welcome to the Mental Society. Um, just want to share a little about, or talk a little bit about um, what's going on with Amanda Bynes and the um, her recent mental health crisis. Um, you've seen a lot about it, article after article over social media and Twitter and you know all the places. Um, and for me, it brought up a number of things. I, and I'll get into that in a minute about some of my thoughts, concerns, questions, um, and all that have come up for me and in conversations with others as well. Um, and this conversation is is just much bigger than specifically what happened with Amanda Bynes. And I think that that's an important part of this is that um, this is a very public case but um, it's not as uncommon as we might think. Um, and the conversation around this, I think really needs to include everything from um, how conservatorships are handled, how these emergency um, holds are put into place, the interactions that people have um, who are having a mental health crisis, those interactions with police, um, and, you know, so much more. Uh, so let's just start with just a really quick, this is the, the situation with Amanda Bynes, and then um, I want to get into a few other things. So short version is Amanda Bynes is an American actress and comedian. She uh, began her acting career about the age of 10 in 1996, and then uh, about 14 years later in 2014, I'm sorry, in 2010, she uh, decided to take a hiatus. And um, then in 2012, she began having legal troubles. And all of those seem to be around substance use. And that's important. I'll get to that in a second. Not long after that, um, her mother petitioned for conservatorship. Uh, it was granted. And uh, during that conservatorship, she shared that she had bipolar one disorder. She admitted that there was substance abuse um, and that she was able to get sober during that time with the help of her parents. Um, that conservatorship lasted about nine years before Amanda petitioned to end it um, because she felt well enough to do that. Her parents, agreed. Conservatorship was terminated. Now here we are 13 months later, where she was found naked on the streets of Los Angeles. Um, and it was reported that she asked for help after stopping a car. She contacted 911. She was brought to a police station. Um, and then she was um, taken to a hospital for an involuntary medical um, hold, which is a 5150 in California. All the states have their own version of it. The short version is those are put in place to protect people. Um, if you are a threat to yourself or to others, or you just have the inability to care for yourself, whatever that looks like, make sure that you're fed and clothed and, and all of that. Um, and that's important. It really is. We need to have that in place because... 
there are people who who could hurt someone. I mean, this these are there truly to save lives. And I believe that that these um, involuntary holds are important for that. Um, but there can be problems with it. And as I was looking at this and I, I kind of dove into some research, um, the really short version of all of this is I found a whole lot of information out there um, that I started digging into about police and their training around de-escalation and how to interact with someone who is having a psychotic break, who's having a mental health crisis. Um, and then I got into a whole lot of research about conservatorships and the money and and how the people who care for people are decided. Um, and I really, like, I got into a rabbit hole. And as I was digging into that, I realized it's not really what I want to talk about here. Um, because what I really want to talk about is, for me, as an individual um, with a mental illness, a lot of stuff came up for me. And I guess I'm wondering if I'm the only one out there who who had all this come up for them. Curious if there's others of you out there who have some of the same fears that I do, that I've always had, but um, on some level, but they just, they really came to the surface in this last week. So I'm just going to get into like some of the things that were coming up for me. Um, I really want to know what happened. And by that, I don't mean where she was for those days, how she got naked, you know, any of that. That doesn't, that's not my my concern as much as the, the why did it happen? Like what, what caused it? Oftentimes, and people with bipolar, um, not sleeping enough, um, can cause a psychotic break, changing your medication, um, a trauma, other drugs, all of these things can impact um, a, a mental health crisis, like the one that, that Amanda experienced. And, and so I wanna know why, so that I can make sure it doesn't happen to me. Um, and the reality is, is that there may not have been a reason because that's just the way mental illness can work sometimes is it can just go from good to bad to everywhere in between. And it can happen quickly and without any real definitive, you know, thing that we can point to. Of course, sometimes there are those definitive things, but um, in this case, I'm just curious. I want to know because I want I want it to not happen to me because I fear that it will. And if it does, what does that mean? Not just for me, um, but for my family, for my children. Um, and then there's this other level of fear that I have of because of my personal history. And while I was not committed. I have a history of mental illness um, and that's never going to change. Like I will always have that history. I will always have been someone who had suicidal ideation. Um, and so because of that, no matter how well I am 
Well, people believe me when I tell them how I am. If I'm truly well, will that be believed? Um, And so like, there's that, you know, this like fear of being committed. And part of that fear really comes from like the fear of being committed because no one believes that I am as good or as okay as I say I am. And it might be that I need at some point to have that, you know, spend time in a hospital and get, you know, sort of re-regulated with meds and and my my mental well-being. Um, But, you know, the interesting thing about this is I was talking to a friend of mine who has no history of mental illness, and she has similar fears. So, again, look at curious why, curious how many others out there have those same fears of being committed, of being, um, or of having a complete, you know, mental breakdown. Um, and, you know, what that might look like and what that means and what that means for, you know, our um, personal choice, our free will. Um, and so, you know, knowing that this happens to people who have tons of resources um, and knowing that it can be dangerous to call the police um, for help uh, with someone, whether it's yourself or someone else um, in one of these uh, mental health crises. Um, Are people not getting the care they need? We know um, that people with mental illness are more likely to be killed by police officers. Um, And so, and especially those that are not, have been undiagnosed. And so like, if we sit with that for a minute, if someone's been undiagnosed, has undiagnosed mental illness, they're probably more likely to have one of these crises, crises. I can't speak that word. Um, And so, What are we doing to make sure that those people are kept safe? What are we doing to ensure treatment consistently after um, a crisis like this has happened? Um, I don't have all those answers. It's a really big conversation and there's gonna be a lot of work that we um, need to do to get all of that under control, if you will. Um, So I don't know. That's what I've got. And it's just opened up a lot more questions. Um, So I would really encourage you to go out and do your own research and learn more about how a mental health crisis um, can be resolved in your community with police, with um, an involuntary hold, what hospitals are available, how many mental health professionals are available around you. And I think you'll be shocked at how little um, how few resources there are, um, because trust me, there's not many. Um, so I encourage you to go out, not only do the research, but open up a conversation um, and discover how mental health is experienced in your world, in your community. Uh, you can find more episodes of The Mental Society wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. Um And please subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. You can also find a whole bunch of other resources, articles, and all of that on our website, 
thementalsociety.com, and remember that you are not alone. Hope and help are all around you. And until next time, this is Amanda Dolan, wishing you good health, mental and otherwise.